I feel, I feel like every time we podcast, like at night, we just get really goofy. Yeah, this oh, will man. be interesting. Yeah, this will be very interesting when we do it at nine p.m. <laughs> I'd venture to guess the reason is because like our filter is oh, not yeah. as disciplined. Yeah. Or... <laughs> Told me to get closer. Can you hear me? Oh my gosh, are we gonna get through this? I just want to go to bed. Okay, so let's start chatting. Let's do it. So we thought this evening, in this very late hour. It's not evening, it's night. We thought we would, we would talk about our homilies today. It today being Sunday. Nice. Whenever everybody is listening to this, usually we get a chance to, you know, reflect beforehand about what we're going to talk about. Yeah. But uh, seeing as how it's Sunday night at nine o'clock, maybe we could do this after. You know. Yeah. Why not? Let people listen in on what touched us about the Gospels or whatever readings he chose to reflect yeah, yeah. on. Mm-hmm. So all right. You want to go first? I'm kind of interested to hear what you had to say. Yeah? Uh, It was very simple. It was kind of a simple homily just about transformation. Why I preached on this is because it's very near and dear to my heart because this is the first ever homily that I remember hearing. (laughs) Okay. So, okay. I don't remember the first homily that I ever remember Well, because you only remember a few. That's what I'm saying. Like, can you count on one hand... How many homilies you actually remember? Oh, not all of no, them, no. obviously. Like, there's something about the homily where it is... This is one of the reasons why the homily is, like, the least important part of the Mass. Well, they say that uh, what do people want in a Mass is, like, good music and good homilies, right? Yeah, yeah. And th- I think the people of God deserve that. But what I'm saying is, like, when it really comes down to it, we really don't remember homilies except for a few that the Holy Spirit really wants to like place into our hearts. Okay, so this was the so anyway, first homily... This was the first homily ever. When I was in college, I went on a pilgrimage on the footsteps of St. Benedict um, around Italy. I went with a Benedictine monk who I knew and a few other college students. And so we went in the footsteps of St. Benedict and went to a place called Monte Cassino, which is this huge, beautiful monastery on top of a mountain. And we were in this little... Uh, cave underneath the altar where there was a little altar and where saint benedict is buried okay so i will always remember this that i was just in the right place at the right time the holy spirit really wanted me to remember this and the priest the monk give a very brief homily about the fishes and the loaves mm-hmm. the transformation of the multiplication of the loaves and the fishes to five thousand plus people it was very simple he talked about the fact that we never have to be afraid of doing good for the Lord. We never have to be afraid of serving him and loving him, even if it's so minimal and little. Like, we want to do the best for the Lord. And a lot of the times we won't go to the Lord and serve him because we're not at our best. Mm-hmm. Like, perfection. Perfectionism comes in. And so... Uh, He said, no matter how small you think your gift is to the Lord, no matter how small you think 
your contribution is to the church or to the Lord that he will multiply it. And not only that, but even your little holiness, like the small holiness that you actually have, he wants to multiply it. He wants to transform it. That's what I see. Like I don't, if it's not the very best and perfect, then I, I am tempted to not bring it to the Lord or not bring any, anything, even in daily life as well. Like I want to go a hundred percent, 120%. And if it's not that, then I'm just going to like hide or something, you know? Yeah. Cause huh. I try to think about like, why is it that not only you're that way, I think everyone's that way. And maybe it's cause we're afraid that we're going to be judged by our media. We're going to be judged mediocre based upon something that we do. And yeah. we don't want to be judged mediocre. We want to be judged as excellent or out of this world. Right. Yeah. In because we, we judge ourselves by what we produce or what we make or what we do. So our de- like our identity, we find our identity in the perfection that we make or in most circumstances, we identify with the failures that we have. And so we want to be perfect so that, we identify as perfect. You heard the term uh, "don't let don't let perfection be the enemy of the good." Yeah, yeah, that's sort of relevant. It's funny because I kind of preached about something very similar. Oh. I don't know if it was the main my main point. I would say I had like a lot of different points and sort of like yeah, what's the word? Kind of all over the place, scattered. But that was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Um, and the whole the whole point was like give God your measly best. I used that Brene Brown thing about yeah always feeling like just operating in life out of a place of scarcity yeah like you wake up in the morning and the first thought that you have is like man i didn't get enough sleep and then throughout the day you think to yourself i'm not smart enough or i didn't do something i didn't do that thing good enough or that joke wasn't funny enough or yeah i could have done better and then when you go to bed at night you're like oh, i didn't do enough mm. with ends up inevitably like at the end of the night wanting to fix that so that's why like people stay up late at night i think yeah absolutely not wanting the not wanting the day to end it's a huge temptation for all of us like okay finally i have my me time yeah and now i can like do what i want which basically equates to no i can watch shows in bed or i can watch youtube videos in bed in hopes that they make you feel like and then you're fulfilled and then you can go entertained enough maybe yeah 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 that's the feeling of the disciples with jesus in the gospel of matthew this today there's this huge crowd and the disciples are like Let's send these people away so they can get something to eat. And Jesus is like, you don't have to do that. Give them some food yourselves. And then they're like, we got five loaves and two fish. And then he says, bring that to me. And so when I said, give God your measly best, I was thinking, give God your measly five hours of sleep. Give God your two minutes of prayer that you're only able to give him. Give God the conversation you had with that person that, you know, you didn't, you didn't like, or that tiny smile that you gave them when you wanted to rip their heads off because that can bear a lot of fruit. A lot of times we want to shield those things from God when in fact we already know that he sees it. We're just too embarrassed by it to give it to him. I thought that was the, that was one of the points I think that we're both trying to make. Yeah, I like that a lot. Can I tell you a secret? Can I reveal something to you? Um, I'm always scared <laughs> when people tell me secrets. Yeah, no, uh, so um, this weekend I... Um, on Saturday, I drove down to Lafayette, Indiana for uh, deacon ordination. Um, a really good friend of mine, his name is Elliot Zach, got ordained to the diaconate. He's an amazing man, prince of a man, like holier than I will ever be. Such a great guy. He uh, got ordained and then he had his first mass of preaching. It's like the first time that, you know, a deacon, soon to be priest, can preach. 
um, from the pulpit. And uh, so I, between the ordination and between his first mass of preaching, there was a little lull in time. And so uh, I was in my car and I realized that it's 6 p.m. there, which meant it's 5 p.m. here. So guess what I did? Evening prayer? I turned on the live stream of Mary Seed of Wisdom and I watched your homily. <laughs> so you like, knew what I was talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, it was great. But I was like, it was so good because I'm like in Lafayette and I'm just rooting you on. I was like, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, Brene Brown, this is so good. Yes. So, oh my gosh. One, <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to hear Father Derek. Why didn't you tell me when we were podcasting that you did this? Why am I talking? Because it was good. I think people need to hear this. Yeah. Well, thank you, awesome. Father Tim. You're very encouraging. Very affirming. Seriously. I'll call you whenever I feel like I'm not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm enough. All right. Any shout outs? Shout out. Well, congrats to Elliot. Yeah. Deacon now. Deacon Elliot's He's dad. not listening to this. Good but man. Yeah, probably not. Maybe our, our friends here at Mary C can pray for him, that he might have a fruitful Yeah, please pray for him. Diaconate. Somehow he, future def- priesthood. somehow he defects from Lafayette and comes to Chicago. That'd be great. Shout out to uh, the Doherty family. They're so good at providing for yeah, us. especially Pat and Joan Doherty, who are uh, longtime listeners of the show. Especially their uh, daughter and now son-in-law, Tim and Claire. It's their first anniversary of their wedding. Several, several episodes back, we talked about them on the podcast, how their wedding was like evangelized to people um, and it was just awesome. So just shout out to all the Doherty's. Thank you for the food. Thank you for the barbecue. It was very tasty. Blueberries. And the flowers. Oh yeah. Don't forget the flowers. Yeah, we put them downstairs underneath the altar um, for the Lord. Give it to Jesus. Mary Seat Quarantined is a Mary Seat of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.